This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. My daughter, who's also our chief creative kid, she came to me the other day and she's like, I'm going to launch an initiative at school. I want to save sea turtles. I guess saving sea turtles, by the way, is really in right now. Hey, thanks for listening to We're Momming today. If you're listening on a smart speaker or website, make sure to find me, Lauren Simonetti, on your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And don't forget to leave me a review. We're momming today about slime. It's banned in my household, or actually it was banned in my household because it makes a mess. And then I met Sarah Schiller, the co-founder of the Slime Museum, which is technically called the Slumu Institute. And you told me that slime should not be banned in any household because not only is it good for your kids, it's good for us too. Exactly. Slime has this great mental health benefit. It reduces stress and anxiety and makes you feel good. It also takes you off your phone, which I know as moms, we are being pulled off our phone, but it's good to be focused and be in the moment. How did you, I mean, who says this? How did you discover that slime was was good for your mental state? So we have a therapist who's um, a psychiatrist who's like part of our extended family And she talks a lot about the tactile qualities of slime and what parts of the brain it interacts with. And there's a lot of things that are really tactile that will make your brain feel good and and tap into that that fun, calming part of your mind. I visited the Slumu Institute in Soho, Manhattan a few days ago, and we put my brain on slime. So... What was so memorable to me about that experience is that you and I sat at a table and we put these contraptions on our heads like an EEG machine. Mm-hmm. Yep. It reads your brain waves. Okay. And I, I consider myself a very zen person. I don't stress. I try not to stress. And I was the one who was playing with the slime. So technically I was supposed to be more relaxed. And you were my competitor, if you will. You did not have slime. We, we take our equipment off. We look up at the screen that monitored our brain waves, and mine were like mountain peaks. It was nuts, and you were totally, totally stable. Yes. So I have happily, through a lot of hard work, but happily adopted a lot of meditation and a mantra. And my mantra, which I've had for about 20 years now, saves me. It just allows me to to pull back and focus. And I have a very, very crazy life, which I think all moms do. Um, Yours is more so. But mine in particular. So it's great to just have something that at any given moment uh, I can just uh, take control, relax, and then reapproach the situation. And so when I play the mind ball game, uh, I tend to win. (laughs) So you have experience. Yes. Got it. With that game and and in life. Yes. You want to share your story? Sure. 
So um, I'm in my late 40s and um, had a very successful business career working for large companies. I've been with my husband for 20 years, and five years ago, he had two massive strokes. Um, Not for any reason. The doctors just say it was bad luck. He woke up one morning and had a stroke, and then the next day had a stroke on the other side of his brain. As a result, he's become severely disabled. He can't speak. He can walk, but he can't do any of activ- any activities of daily living because he can't use his hands. So he needs 24-hour-a-day care. And um, we, I also lost you know, my, my soulmate, my partner, and I lost a major income stream for the family. So uh, it was devastating to say the least, clearly devastating for him. He was a very successful uh, businessman and such a vibrant person um, and devastating for the family. I have two young girls. I have uh, a 12-year-old who I'll get to in a minute and then an 8-year-old. And the 8-year-old has never heard her father speak. And when you think about that, it's it's really tragic. Um So she's growing up in a really interesting world because her older sister has a rare genetic syndrome called Angelman syndrome, which um, affects one in 15,000 births, another random act of God that affects all people equally around the world. Um, And that causes, again, the inability to speak as well as severe fine motor dysfunction. So she... She can't write or do any activities of daily living. So I have two disabled people in my household and a very precocious eight-year-old. And I am relaunching my career all around slime. You're technically a small business owner. Is that even... We're... we're, You know, I don't even know what a small business is anymore. I know in Manhattan, (laughs) we're definitely a small business. And it's really hard to get things off the ground no matter where you are. You're getting a business, a concept off the ground, Mm -hmm. and you were doing this as you're dealing with so much at home. Yes. How do you... With the story that you just shared, and I'm going back to our brain waves... How is it possible that you were able to reach that state of just being calm? I think a bit of it is practice, and I think a bit of it is self-survival. You know, I I say many women in my position are probably uh, in the corner in the fetal position crying because it's too overwhelming. Every day is too much. I really actually just powered through things. My husband was in the hospital for six months, so just the amount of care that required was enormous. And then when he came back, it just didn't stop. But what I had to do, which took about a year, was say, okay, I need to do some things for myself. The classic, put on your own oxygen mask before you put it on your children, Mm -hmm. and um, focused on working out. So I do a lot of mixed martial arts and uh, focus back on, on meditation and those things really ground me. I'm not, I don't have my phone with me. Uh, I, as, as I say, no one can bug me. It's for me. And I try to do that five or six hours a week, which is a huge commitment. And it requires the support of a lot of people. Um, Mark's, my husband's uh, brother, comes every Friday to walk Charlie to school so I can spend an hour at the gym. He's never missed a day in five years. That kind of support is amazing and critical to try to get your feet back on the ground, much less launch a multi-million dollar company. 
you're saying a lot of I'm, I'm trying to interpret a lot of the things that, that you that you just said. You're able to manage these um, disruptions in your life, these hardships by making sure that you're centered, that you're physically strong, that you're mentally strong, that you're in the right place so you can be a caretaker, a mother, a business owner, uh, and everything else. Whereas a lot of people, myself included, the first thing that goes is the self-care because there's just not enough hours in a day. It's the easiest thing to let go. And I think we all suffer from it. Mm -hmm. Um, But the minute you can try to get something that's meaningful to you back into your life, mm-hmm. um, you're just in a better mood. Yeah. And for me, I'm, I always say I'm, I'm probably one of the best decision makers out there. I make decisions very quickly. I process information quickly. And if my brain isn't really clear and, and uh, snapping at a high level, I can't make all those decisions. And opening a business, especially doing something that's never been done before, you're making so many decisions, just one after another. Sometimes I come home, I'm like, I can't decide what to eat. I'm done. I've made enough decisions for the day. Hold that thought. More momming after this. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Okay, let's continue the conversation. Sarah Schiller, we make a lot of decisions as mothers, as businesswomen, every single day. And what, what's it like when you return home at night? And I, we'll talk about exactly what the Slumo Institute is in a second, but what's it like to just be done? To just be done for the day and you can just get into bed, relax, and just go to sleep. Like how many hours a night do you sleep? So I actually sleep about seven hours a night, which I know is more than you. Yeah, rub it in. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I'm a big believer in sleep. I think seven to eight is good. I fall asleep really quickly. I read every night. Um, I'm a big believer of getting off your device. So I'm not on social media for a reason. I love you more. (laughs) In part because it didn't make me feel good. Um, especially when I had this this very disabled young child and I'd see all these other moms out there posting first day of school and soccer practice and it didn't make me feel good. And I, I just slowly w- started to remove things from my life that didn't make me feel good, mm-hmm. whether it was people, friends, technology. I just eliminated it. I also just started to take out things that people think you have to do, but I kind of started to say, you don't have to do that. Um, as an example, and you know, in, especially in New York City, people are planning these big birthday parties for their kids, and that takes a lot of time and energy. And money. And money. And I've been in a financial situation tough here for about five years. So I, what I've said to my girls is, pick your best friend, and we'll do something special for a half day or a day. So putting my my time and my mental energy into my kids, uh, being with them, as opposed to doing like mm-hmm. all this big planning work for one big moment. You write your own rules and you stick to yes, it. Yes, sort of. I guess so. <laughs> okay. So it's awesome that you're not on social media. So you're not influenced by other people's actions and thoughts. Totally get it. However, you do run the Slumu Institute, which is this amazing concept. I was lucky enough to visit it. I I didn't know what to expect. 
you walk in and there is a slime store, the first ever store where you can buy anything slime. And we're not talking about icky slime, like slime that makes your hands soft and smells really good. Any type of slime you can imagine. You have the store and then you have this experience where you play with slime, you have fun with it, you can get slimed, have it you know poured over your head. And you have a kitchen that makes the slime and you employ a lot of people. How did you know that slime would be so popular? How do you tap into the social media aspect of it if you're not on it? So I'm very lucky to have started a business with someone who's my friend, but also an expert in social media. So Karen Rabinovitz and I were friends around art, actually, for over a decade, and both in really tough situations. And we said, let's start something going. We have the experience. We have the know-how. She's an expert in social media. She started the first uh, digital talent agency. I'm an expert in the guest experience, having uh, built a hospitality company and worked for Starwood Hotels. And we came together, and I really just allowed her to rule the world where she know what she knows best, which is all around social media. Mm-hmm. And I really pushed in the world of the physical experience and how do we make something that people are going to enjoy. And you guys work together beautifully. We are really lucky, and I think um, we're very, very different people, but we have shared business beliefs and a shared set of values. And... Those values are how you treat people. The business beliefs are around building a brand. And we agreed really early on what the brand was going to be about. And at the core of our brand is joy, which is why it's joyful to wake up in the morning and work there. Mm -hmm. And when you have a guiding principle around your brand, it makes decision making really easy. So she and I have been locked together on almost every business decision along the way. And we opened this space uh, from financing to opening in about nine months. Um, and the build out took about seven weeks. So it was absurd. So fast. Yes. So fast. Congratulations. And I know you're thinking of how to take this concept nationwide, um, which is no small feat, especially for someone who's got a lot of other stuff going on. Yes. You lost your main support system in, in your in your husband, your, who would help do things at home, who would also be a financial support. Um, and, and you're raising two daughters, one more challenging than the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an adventure. And I think the thing that's good is that I'm building something that I feel good about. Mm-hmm. And when you're building something that um, promotes young women, promotes entrepreneurship. A lot of the slimers who have online slime stores are young women. Uh, It's motivating. You feel good about what you're doing. We were trying to put a number on how how big is this slime business? And of course, it's difficult to quantify because exactly what you just said, you have the Etsy stores and uh, women mostly making their own slime and, and selling it. What is it about slime that has been so attractive to girls and women? So I think there's a component of what I've been calling the nerdy girl. Uh, Slime is really scientific. It's all around polymers and binding polymers. That's what makes it so sticky. And a lot of, quote, nerdy girls love that component of it. Mm -hmm. In addition to the fact that it's craft-based and DIY-based, the second thing is it's such an inclusive community that I think young women who were feeling excluded either 
by what they looked like or what they could afford to buy and wear, found Slime this great space where they could just be themselves and you were measured on how good your slime is. And it is really true. Like this isn't just a tagline. In the slime community, it's really true. Um, one of the things that motivated me really early on was going to a conference and meeting Taki Slime, who's a deaf slimer. And she was making slime, selling her slime, signing, which of course, none of us learn American Sign Language, so we have no idea what she's saying. But once you start touching and playing the slime, there's this common factor between you. And it just felt really good, right, that a young woman could be an entrepreneur and be deaf and no one cared. I think for all the mothers listening right now and thinking of our own experiences with slime, I remember my daughter was hanging out with older girls mostly. And they were making slime together at my friend's house. I was like, thank goodness it wasn't my house. And um, I was watching and I saw how fun it was and I paid attention to the ingredients. Not that it's difficult, but I I really knew nothing about this. And I said, okay, we can do this at home. It was this summer. I'm like, well, start doing it outside. And so we went to Michael's. We got everything. And then we're making it and it's not working. And we're adding more baking soda and adding more contact solution. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. Now I'm getting I'm getting mad. I'm like, why isn't my slime working? I watched what these seven year olds did, and they were doing it fine. And then I did research, and we were we were missing the contact solution that has borax in it, which is the activator. Yes. So I wear contacts. I said, hold on, and I went upstairs. I got all my contact solutions, and sure enough, we just switched activators, and we have perfect slime. And it started working. But I remember that experience like no other. And then you know you do it faster now. We now we make slime all the time, and we do it inside. And I know all the different things that you can do with it, but. I just, I remember that experience. Like, why wasn't our slime working? Slime disaster. <laughs> it was a slime we had the same thing slime when we fail. first started. Slime yeah. fail. And it's, it's actually so easy, but you got to get into it. You have to get into it. You have to learn a little bit about the science and explore and play. And I think the fun thing about it is once you figure it out, you can start adding in the, the clay or the foam or the phloem or the snow fizz. There's... I think, 14 different types of slime right now. Oh, wow. And I think there's going to be more invented. So I only know one. But <laughs> <laughs> we do have all those kits that you can buy, like um, uh, perfume slime, like all this crazy stuff that you do with slime, and the kids just love it. It's a huge market. It's a huge market, and we believe that slime will become very similar to Play-Doh or Legos, that every child with their parents will play with slime. There's also a gigantic adult Slimer community. I never knew that. Which we never knew either. We suspected it, but we didn't know until we really got out there and looked behind a lot of the Instagram feeds and started talking to people and going to conferences. And we met Slimers who were major television producers, um, left left their career to open up a slime shop and have a world filled with slime because they felt better. Um, it's crazy and and really nice. So the other element of slime that I think adults like is the ASMR piece. ASMR is the good feeling you get when you hear bubble wrap popping or uh, feet on a floor, clopping on a floor. It uh, is like a brain massage. Mm. And that's just as big as slime. And slime, when you bend it and pop it and crack it, makes ASMR sounds. The slime that you have in your um, space... I was playing with it, and when I was done, it was like buttercream on my hands. Yes. How how is that? How'd you do that? So I'm I'm not going to give away our secret recipes, <laughs> but <laughs> we have 
lotion in a lot of our slimes. Okay. So we're going through 50 gallon drums of lotion actually in a lot of our slimes. It felt amazing. I did not wash my hands when I was done. I did. Maybe I should have. I don't know. You can be the expert on that, but they were really soft and they smelled great because everything was perfumed. And going into the slime museum, that's not, I figured I'd be really messy and dirty. Mm-hmm. And that's, it was the complete opposite. Well, Borax, which is the activator in slime, is used in contact lens solution as a cleaning agent, as well as in laundry detergent. So borax in and of itself is actually a cleanser, Mm. Um, very, very old cleanser. It's been used for decades. Um, But the slime itself, if it doesn't stick to you, which we make great slime... Is is going to be fun? Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna leave with your hands nice and clean. Maybe a little under the fingernails. <laughs> I, I did appreciate it. Not gonna lie. Um, what are your near term goals, professionally and personally? So we have two professional goals. Um, maybe more than that, actually. Um, I always say, while while we're not busy conquering the world, um, we want to expand more flagship, large square foot locations. So slime experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, we're probably going to go to California next. But we also want to bring this to the rest of the country. So we're looking at what we call the mall solution, something that has 5,000 square feet that can be in a mall that you can have a birthday party at really easily, um, experience the slime, the slime store, the DIY bar where you custom make your own dream slime. So we want to bring a mall solution also. I think most people in the world have never experienced handmade craft Based slime, unless they made it themselves, mm-hmm. and it's very different from the store bought slime. Yeah, so that's the huge. It's huge. Yes, he'll do it. I think so. I think so. What do your daughters say? So, my daughter, who's also our chief creative kid, um, who's eight, who's eight. Uh, I realized the other day that she'd been on one of the first conference calls we had. About slime because I was with her and I didn't want to just ignore her. So I'm like, We're, we will have a call about this new business. And she listened in. And she came to me the other day and she's like, I'm going to launch an initiative at school. I want to save sea turtles. I guess saving sea turtles, by the way, is really in right now. Um, she put together a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> she researched facts about sea turtles, um, asked her teacher if she could present and raise money for a charity and just presented yesterday morning. How proud are you? And I was so proud. I'm like, who is this child? And I was telling this story to one of my friends, and they were like, a mini you. Aw, <laughs> good job. So good job, Mom. It was really cute. and, and um, She's emulating your behavior. Yeah. So she has a lot of initiative. I, You know, children born today, 50% will be in jobs that don't exist today. Sad but true. So, or exciting. Because okay. she, be she could be in a job that no one even knows exists, right? The job doesn't exist. See, I never looked at it like that. <laughs> I'm an optimist. You you certainly that's, are. That's one thing I did learn through the last five years. I'm an optimist. But what I think is interesting is for someone who's super empathetic like her mm-hmm. because of her very unique family situation, um, she might end up in a job where she's like using all this business sense but to help people. Um so I don't know, whatever the next Red Cross is that uses technology mm-hmm. or something, right? We have no idea. There's a big sense of social responsibility going yes. on right now, particularly in the business community. So what she does with it, she learned from you. Yeah, we'll see. Thank you. Thanks for joining. Thanks for sliming with us. Thank you. <laughs> 
Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.